uh, Matthew chapter 25. Uh, we're going to start reading in uh, verse uh, number 14 of Matthew 25. It says, and, un- um, and before we start this, I'd like just to, to preface it by saying that, that this is a parable that Jesus was teaching His disciples. And parables, would, often Jesus would give a parable with a, it's an earthly example of something that's a heavenly meaning. And uh, we know that in the Bible there are, uh, there are types of things on earth that are in heaven. We, we hear about the tabernacle that was on earth and it was an example of what it's like in the throne room in heaven. Jesus would often use things that people could relate to so that they could remember things. And the Word of God is something that we are to remember and to put into our hearts. And uh, So this was uh, something Jesus was teaching to His disciples so that they could, could get this into their hearts and so that they could learn how to be good servants and be faithful servants. And I believe God is calling us today in t- 2021 to be faithful servants of His. If there's ever time for us to be a faithful servant, it's today. Amen. So, so in, in chapter 25 and verse 14, um, Jesus is going to, uh, just to add one more thing, is Jesus is going to be speaking about a talent. And the word talent that we think of today is, is that I'm good at something. I have an ability. Um, God gives us certain abilities. But what, what this talent is speaking about is, is a weight or measure of gold. Um, in the Old Testament, a talent was a unit of measure for weighing precious metals. Uh, usually gold or silver. Silver in the New Testament, a talent was a value of money or a coin. So just to, to, just to kind of get an idea of what Jesus is speaking about in the beginning. So that then we can relate it to the heavenlies. Um, it says this, it says, 25 and 14 says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. And I'll just continue to read. Who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth. Now we look at what he did with, what God, with, with the, 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 his Lord did. He took and he buried it. It says, But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of the, those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. So he took and he invested that money that, he had get, that the Lord had given him, and then he had, he, had doubled, uh, he had doubled what he had been given. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee a ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, this is the exact same wording, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed, and I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent. Notice where it says hid. He went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou, lo there, thou hast that is thine. 
His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Notice the difference. The one was a good and faithful, and this is a wicked and slothful. This word slothful means uh, lazy. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You may be seated. I'd like to go in prayer. Father, we thank you for this word that you, you have given us. We see here a parable of the faithful servants. Lord, we know that you've called us as we're Christians. You've called us into your service to do for you, as we've heard tonight, to be a witness and to be a light to people around us in a lost and dying world. Lord, I pray that you would impress upon every heart here, every heart listening, Lord, that we are called by you specifically to do a work and that we're, we're to labor for you and we're to work for you. And we're not to give up and we're not to throw in the towel and we're not to, to bury what you've given us, Lord. We pray, Lord, for anyone here, Lord, that's, that's, that's struggling or having a difficult time that you would encourage them. We pray if someone, Lord, is, is set down a gift or, or has a gift that, that they don't know about, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to, to just know what your gifts are that you've given us and to be faithful in those things. Lord, let us serve you, we pray. Let us be a servant. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. We, we see here in, the, in this parable, in the very beginning of this parable, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his good. The, the, the man that was traveling into a far country is, is, represents Jesus. As I said, this is, a, this, is a, this is an earthly story of, a, of heavenly means. And we see that Jesus... Jesus is teaching his disciples, and, and it says this, it says, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. We as Christians, God will give us different things to do for him and to work for him. Uh, when, he when he calls us into, into faith and we are saved and we're born again, we come into the family of God and we become children of God. And as children, then we are, we are adopted and we're heirs with Christ. And not only that, that then we have a responsibility to do. And we see that, that young Christians, and, and if we have any young Christians here, you could, be, you could be 90 and still be a young Christian if you've just been saved, but we're talking about a spiritual birth, your spiritual conversion. If you're a young Christian, it may be, a, it may be some time, and Pastor Rob, can, he can tell you if, if I'm speaking right here later, but there's a, there's a period of, of growth in the young Christian's life when you're saved. And it's, it's, I believe it's a critical period. And you think of a young infant, uh, a young baby, they need their mother. They need, they need to be, be fed and they need to be taken care of. And, and uh, I was traveling home today from work and I saw these two little fawns and they, they, were, they were falling right behind their mother. And, and uh, I was thinking as I was studying for this lesson that a fawn and, and other people that, that, are, that do things like farming and different things like that, they, they'd have more experience than I would. But it seems like when they are born, God created them that they almost automatically begin to try to walk and stand up. And it's, it's for a reason because a lot of different animals and things, they could, they could easily be hunted and they could easily, uh, th there's danger around them. 
but God made a lot of animals to, as soon as they're born, they get up and start moving. But humans are, are, are totally different than that. We're born in it. Uh, Oki right now, if I were to leave the house for a week or so, he, it, I don't know what would happen if I came back. He's five years old going on six. But, but these deer and these other animals, within a few weeks, they're, they're able to start to tend on their own. We, we, and they're able to start taking care of themselves. But humans are a lot different. You know, if we're a young Christian, it's going to take some time for us to, to learn the ways of God. It's going to take some time for us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to take time for us to sit under, under the, the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God so that we can get our firm foundation. And so I believe that the Lord is, is telling me to, to tell you, and Pastor, like I said, Pastor Rob can tell me if I'm wrong, and, and, and I hope he does, but I believe a young Christian, um, as they begin to, to get grounded in the Word and as they come to church and, and as they begin to get established, not to hurry so fast into into trying different things, into getting too intense into to different callings and serving, because I believe God wants to establish us and, and get us on the word and the rock, and He wants us to be strong and firm before we go out to serve. Right. And I believe He's wanting He's wanting to show us that before that we can then go out and serve. When I first started coming to this this church, it was in 2010, and I I had come from a place where I had much false teaching and false. Uh, men's wisdom and, and different things like that and and I wanted God to just completely take it out of my head in like a, in a second and I wanted him just to rid it from me and I wanted him to just plan in truth and so I knew it all just within a, a few split seconds but it didn't work that way God's ways are higher than our ways he knows what's best for us and and so it took time it took me sitting under the preaching it took me learning one little bit at a time precept upon precept the Bible says a little bit here a little bit there so if you're a young Christian and don't get don't get discouraged if, if you're not doing these huge leaps and bounds or, or you're not going and doing this or you're going to do that. I believe God wants us to get established in the faith before we then begin to use the spiritual gifts that He's given us. As we see here in the, in this first in these first verses in fifteen it says, And unto unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. You see, as Christians, if we're all in the body of Christ, I mean we're all part of, of the body of Christ. And we all are going to be given a gift. We're all going to be given something that God can, can use or God wants us to do for Him. You see that the, there was one that was given five, there was one that was given two, and there was one that was given one. Each one of us has a work to do for God. Amen. It may take some time, as I said, for a new believer to get to that point, but we're all going to have a work that God is wanting us to do. And we see through this parable that there are ways to do it right and there's ways to do it wrong. God wants us to be a faithful servant to Him. Look, I'm not the best preacher. I, I will definitely say that I'm not, but I'm, I want to be faithful. God has shown me I don't have to be the best preacher. He just wants me to study. He wants me to get up here, and He just wants me to preach and do what He wants me to do. Don't, I'm not worried. He doesn't want me to worry about comparing myself to another preacher or something like that. He just wants me to, to do what He's called me to do and to do it faithfully and not to bury it under the ground. There's great blessings in serving God faithfully and doing things faithfully. We see that this, this one servant took and he buried what God had given him. He buried the talent that God had given him. And because of that, I believe that our lives aren't the way that they should be if we're doing that. I believe we're not hap as happy and we don't have the joy that we should have because we're robbing from God, I believe. And there's going to be a time, we see at the very end here, where there is a reckoning with God. I believe every Christian will stand before God and, and will give an account for every gift that God 
has laid in our, in our charge and has asked us to do. I believe there's gifts that he's given me that he's going to say, Jeff, you could have done better at this. You should have done better at that. So we're all servants if we're saved. And we're either a slothful servant or we're a faithful servant. And we're all in the same body. Um, we, we may have different members here. Um, if you think of the body that I have right here, I've got fingers, I've got toes. Um, as Pastor Rob was praying today, he was talking about, you know, if we're in the body, why aren't we reaching? Why aren't we speaking? Um, we, we heard from uh, uh, Brother Roger, he said that he's witnessing to, to his, the members of his family. If we're in the body, then we have different parts that God wants to use. And not one of them is, is, is higher than another or better than another part. We all have a part to play. The, the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, it says this, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. Amen. So God puts us all together. I mean, some of, and my wife may get on me about this, but some of us may think that, that one part is, is not as good as another, but that's not so. If you think of, if you think of uh, uh, our toes, you know, you think of a toe and you think, well, that, that's not necessary. But if you didn't have your toes, it, they're for stability. They're, right. We need those things. And, and uh, I was going to joke about my wife because she's, she's, uh, she's five foot tall and she has really tiny feet. And, uh, but I won't, I won't do that. I don't want to be mad. Either. But, but, <laughs> but uh, these, parts of, these parts of the body that, that maybe people would look down on, are actually parts that God uses for His glory. He uses for His glory. Um, I, was telling, I was telling Brother Stan back there when I first started coming to this church in 2010, and I may have told other people this story, but, but Bob, Bob's wife, Imogene, she used to have, and this is one of the things I believe God called her to do. She had the, she had the bulletins, and what she would do is, is God called her to take the bulletins and to pass them out at church. And you think of Brother Ralph, who was in the back, and one thing that, that God, I believe, called him to do was to, to greet people, to encourage people, and to lift people up. And, and as people came through the, come through the doors, he would encourage people, and he would invite them and help them to feel welcome. Those things that other people may think are small are, I believe, if we're faithful, are great in the eyes of God. Uh, the, David said that he would, rather be a, he would rather be a doorman in the house of God than to be in the tents of the wicked. Whatever it is that we're, God calls us to do in the body, it's important. Before I go back to, to what I was saying about imaging, is, uh, there was a few, I don't know, a couple months ago or, or so, maybe less than that, that I was praying about preaching and hadn't preached for a while because of the pandemic and other things. And I believe God was trying to teach me some things, some humility, and he was trying to, to just work on our relationship so we would get closer together. And... And I began to pray, and I said, Lord, it's been a long time since I've preached, and if, if you're not wanting me to, then that's fine. I'll do whatever you want. But uh, I, I started to think, and he started to bring to my mind what it said there. And uh, it's such a good scripture, what it says here. It says, it says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Yeah. Whatever God has put into our trust to do for him, and he's, he's nudging our hearts maybe, saying, Why don't you do this for me? Why don't you help me in this? If we're faithful in doing those little things, then God can open up even bigger doors sometimes. And, and so I just began to think about that there were some things that I needed. And uh, I'm a graphic artist at work. And, uh, and uh, I remember thinking of some things that I needed to, to probably do because I've been doing graphic arts for, for the Lord uh, in the past. And I believe that's something that He uses and help 
for me to help out the church with to do flyers and different things like that. And I just began to think of a couple different things that I hadn't been working on as hard as I thought I should. And so I began to work on those things and I got them done. And I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then I'm sorry that I wasn't faithful as I was, but I'm, I'm going to try to be more faithful with this. And I think I came to church that same night and, and Pastor Rob asked me if I could preach. And then I went out in the parking lot and Pastor John asked me if I would preach too. So God wants us to be faithful in the small things. You know, you think of, of David and Goliath. David was small, amen, against that giant. But, and people thought that that, that that little boy and that little rock couldn't defeat that big giant. But God often does big things with small things. And uh, with, that, with that story about Imogene, as I was coming to church, um, we, need to be, we need to be careful about people that are coming to church and that hadn't come for a while, or maybe that are new to the church. Because when I came to the church and when I go to other churches, it seems like my senses are heightened and I'm, I hear everything everybody says. I see if someone gives me a weird look over here. It's like I'm, I'm like Spider-Man, if you know that. The spider senses. I'm watching everything. And so, so we've got to be careful what we say and what we do to new people that come into the church. We've got to show them love. We've, I believe we're called, God calls us to show people love and to be a light and to minister to people. But as, as I was coming in the church, I think we were sitting up here in the front. I'm not, I can't really remember, but... But what she would do is every service she would take a bulletin and if someone did not have a church bulletin in the morning, she would walk over and she would hand it to them. That was what, I don't know if, if someone asked her to do that or if, if it was just the Lord that said, hey, this is something you can do to serve me. And there's probably many things that we all, that God may be saying, listen, this is something you can do to serve me. And maybe we're saying to ourselves, we're saying, well, this will get into the way of, of something that I want to do. Maybe this will, this will hinder my plans or this will be a discomfort to me. I would, I would rather do what God wanted me to do and be faithful because there is a judgment coming where God is going to hold us accountable. There, there's, a, there's a church van out here and there's, there's, there's wonderful children that are wanting to, to ride the church bus and come to church. Is God speaking to anyone in this church saying, listen, you may, I can use you to do that. Is there, is there, a, there a single person or maybe a couple that, that, that may be retired or whatever it may be that the Lord may be speaking and saying, hey, this is how he speaks in a still small voice. Hey, maybe, maybe that's something that, that you could do. Maybe you could find time to do that. And you might say, well, Lord, I've got all these, these things to do. But if God's calling us to do something, we should be faithful. Amen. All too often there are people like our pastors, our pastors' wives, and that are doing jobs that, they weren't, that other people were called to do, but that they were unwilling to do those things. And so there's people like our pastors and things that, that, are, that are holding too big of a load. And that, that load could be taken off of them. Uh, there's a story in the Bible about Moses, and he's overwhelmed because of the people, and they're bringing him tasks, and they're bringing him problems. And, and his, his father-in-law, I believe, comes to him and says, why don't you, yes, Jethro, why don't you, uh, I don't know exactly, but, but get, get some godly men, and you, you deliberate things to these godly men so that, that they could take care of some of these other things so that then you could take care of the most important things. Our, our pastors, our pastors' families, they've got such a heavy burden. Is there things that we could do to help load that, lighten that load? And it's not things that it's not things that we just choose and say, "I'm going to do that." We have to be led by the Lord and pray about it first. I mean, if I said I'm just going to go preach because I'm a good speaker, God calls the He calls. You have to be sent to preach the Word of God. You have to be sent to do that. And other things, you don't want to step into a calling where you're not called to be at. There was a, a preacher named uh, Greg Laurie. He said when he first got saved, he was so excited 
to serve God. He was so excited to do what God wanted him to do. And he tried out all these different things. And he, he said it was, it was almost funny because he tried to sing with the, the, the praise and worship band, he said. And I think they asked him maybe not to do that anymore. And so, so he moved over to this other thing. And he, he said that definitely wasn't it. But then there came a time when God began to speak to him about preaching, preaching the gospel. And that's what God led him into. As we, as we seek to serve God and, and live for him, he can lead us to these different opportunities where we can serve him. It's so wonderful to serve God. It's so wonderful. We get weary in serving God sometimes. Sometimes we get weak and we get weary, but it's worth it. There's going to be reward. Listen to what Jesus, Jesus says here. He says to him, he says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into thou into the joy of the Lord. Matthew Henry said, said this, about the difference between what God, what we work for God and what the result will be in the end. He says, Matthew Henry said, observe or look at the disproportion between the work and the reward. There's such, there's such a big difference. It's like going to work at McDonald's tomorrow and then, then your boss saying, here's a million dollar check. That's what this is like. Observe the disproportion between the work and the reward. What charge we receive from God what work we do for God in this world is but very little compared with the joy set before us. The Bible says that not to grow weak, not to grow weary in well-doing. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Oftentimes when we're working for the Lord, we can feel overwhelmed. We've got, we've got things at the home that we've got to take care of. We've got things at the office we've got to take care of. And things just begin to pile up. God understands that. He knows all about the things that we're going through. And He can give us the strength that we need to meet the challenges and the things that He's calling us to. But the things that happen down here are one day they're gonna, we're going to be in heaven. And the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 9, 11, it says... There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Amen. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his works, Amen. as God did from his. You think Jesus, he worked, he did everything here to, for our salvation. Now he's seated on the right hand of the Father. The, the Bible is saying that we're going to work and we're going to toil here, but it's going to be for a season. And then there's going to be a rest for the people of God. There's going to be a, a reward, Jesus says. He says, you are faithful over little things. And, and I will make you ruler over many. I, we can't even comprehend. I have not seen, you have not heard, right. neither hath entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared for them that love Him. If we could just get a glimpse of the difference, the difference between our work here and our labor for God and what He has in store waiting for us. We, he, we are His beloved. If yeah. we're Christians, he, wants, he, is, he is just so eager to show us what He has prepared for us. In John 14, He says, I go away and prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus, I think, is, 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 is just so excited to show us what He has prepared for us. And He wants to have us where He is. But we have to toil sometimes down here for a while. We see that, that we're all in the same body. We're working together. We're not to work against each other. We're to work together. I mean, we're, you, can't say, you can't say that the eye is, isn't part of the body because it is. You can't say that the mouth isn't part of the body because it is. You can't say that my fingers aren't part. Every part of the body is important. 
as I said before, every part is important. In the birth, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? If we were all a hand, then what kind of body would that be? The Bible also says Jesus is the head. He's got to be ahead of everything. Every, every part of the church. It says, but now are they many members, yet but one body. We all have different responsibilities. You may have one, one talent. I may have one talent. Someone else may have five talents. But that God just gives us our talents, the Bible says, of our, compared to our several ability. Uh, I was preaching recently at a church. And it was, the Lord had had me going over there, and He had given me a message, a salvation message. And I wanted to preach so that people could be saved, they could know the Lord. And and I just was praying, and I was praying, and I said, Lord, help me to preach like Billy Graham. And I know it just was in my heart, and I just, you know, I love Billy Graham. He's a wonderful, amazing man. But but what happened was I went and I preached, and people were praying for me, and the Lord really helped me with the message, and I got through to the end. But I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not called to be Billy Graham. I'm called to be Jeff Barry. And... Uh, I was meaning it as I wanted souls to be saved, but, but as, I, as, I was, as I was praying on the altar, uh, the song came on, Just As I Am. And if any of you know uh, Billy Graham, he played that song every single time for every altar call. And I just kind of chuckled as I was praying there at the altar, like, Lord, thank you. If that's as close as I'll get, that's, that's okay. You know, I'm not called to be that. Billy Graham was, God knew his ability. And he knew what he could give him. And that's what he gave him. And he was faithful with that. Uh, George Beverly Shea was someone that sang for him, and he was faithful with what God gave him. If you've heard um, Brother Brian sang that song, I'd rather have Jesus. Yeah. Think of that. George Beverly Shea had a call in his life. Listen to this, young people. At age 23, George Beverly Shea, I think, had a decision to make. He, was, he had a voice for the Lord. I believe he could play the piano. And he had an opportunity, I believe, and I'm, I may be getting this a little wrong, but from what I had heard, he had an opportunity to, to sing for a, a secular station. And he asked, and he said, well, maybe I, could, maybe I could sing a few gospel songs in between. And I think they said, well, maybe. And he had a decision to make. There was fame and fortune. As Roger said, the, the devil will put things in front of us to try to get us out of the calling that God has for us and being faithful with those things. He'll try to do everything to get us away from those things. And I believe uh, Bev, Beverly Shea was in turmoil because he wanted to serve God. And he wanted to do His will. And I listened to it today. He came downstairs, and on the, his piano, there was words. His, his mother, he had a godly mother, amen. And that's a calling that God gives us as parents, is, is an important calling. But his mother had put the words to that song there that someone had written in about 1920. I'd rather have Jesus than silver of gold. And I can't quote it, but, but there's a place where I, I think Brian was saying, um, I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to His dear cause. Be faithful. That's what the Lord is saying. Whatever God is calling us to do, you don't have to be the greatest at it. You don't have to be better than somebody else. You just need to be faithful at it. You just need to do your best at what God has called you to do. Why? Because He wants to bring people into the family of God. Because the increase are souls, the increase are people, the increase are people that will be going to that place that we're talking about heaven. If we're not faithful, what God gives us and calls us to do, there may be people that aren't touched with, with the things of the gospel and are not saved and go to heaven. It's so important and it's so vital. Emma Jean, as I was saying before, and I, I took the long way around, and I'm sorry about that, but Emma Jean, as I was said before, would hand out those bulletins. And you might say, well, what's, what's that have to do with anything? Well, 
being a dad and having a small family, we were late like every service. So what did that mean? That means that she would get comfortable in her seat probably, and then we would come in through the door, and guess what? She'd have to get up out of her seat, walk all the way down, hand me a bulletin, and then walk back. This happened, this happened more times than I, I, I would like to admit that she did that. And I just kept thinking to myself as hyper-focused that she's going to look at me and she's going she's to give me that glare that says, boy, you better, you better get with it. You better get on the ball. But you know that you know, I was seeking God at that time. And I was, I was, a, I was fragile at that time. And I, I admit that. I was in a place where I had false thoughts and false ideas. And I was, I was trying to lead my family and I was seeking to do God's will. And I needed, I needed grace. I'll just, I'll just say I needed grace. And I needed the body of Christ to come around me and to help me and to help me to grow as that young Christian. I needed that. And, and she would hand me those bulletins and I would just look at her. And five or six or so times into it, she would just smile the exact same way. And that made such an impact on me as a young Christian, as, as someone that was trying to seek God and to serve God. The gifts God has given us, no matter how small they are, we need to be faithful in those things and we need to do them because who knows what's in store. Who knows where my family would be if these small things weren't taking place. We see people in this church like, like Brother Andrew. We see the singers here. We, sing, we see uh, Sister Kelly and we see Sister Connie and we see Alicia and we see, we see Brother Jeff and we see Brother Bob and see Pastor Robin. And we could just keep naming and naming all the people that are part of these services every single time the doors open that are for the glory of God, that are trying to bring people to Him. And I'm so thankful for every person that is faithful with the service that God gives them. There will be a reward one day for our faithful service, church. Don't, don't give up. And if we have buried the talent that God has given us, like I said that I was, pray and ask God to help you to not do that. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. He'll, he'll forgive us. There, there have been times when I've heard that some, some uh, and this may, be a, this may just be a story, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard someone say this, that they said they had such a great singing voice and, and it was just a blessing and they were singing and, and they, let that, they let that go and they wouldn't sing for the Lord. And they said that, that all of a sudden they tried to sing some more and it was like their voice was like the, the, the worst sound that they had ever heard. I believe someone was saying that that was the person behind them in the pew and that every time that they sang they would kind of, they would kind of shrivel up because it sounded so screeching. And the person asked them and said, you, 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 you sang in the choir? You sang? And they were like, yeah, I had the best voice ever, but I was unfaithful to what God had given me. I believe that's a true story that I heard from. Is it true? Yes. God, sometimes if we don't... You, you heard what it said, that He took the talent from... He took that... And the talent is a, is a spiritual blessing and a spiritual gift of God. Sometimes He'll take what God has given us and give it to someone else that's willing willing to do that we've got to do the gifts that God's given us so that so that one so that they don't take it away and so that two that other people aren't overburdened by doing things that 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 someone else has been called to do what blessings there are in serving God he's such a wonderful God and he's he's so he's he's so wonderful George Beverly Shea went on to say that that he looked at that poem there that he that his mom had given him and he decided that he wasn't going to take the job and it wasn't long before, before young Billy Graham came to him and said, would you be willing to sing and serve the Lord with me? And they started out small. I think it was just a radio show. And before long, I think it was maybe 30 years or plus that, that he opened up and sang for God. And he was in his 90s and Billy Graham was in his 90s as they served the Lord. Church, there's decisions we have to make and there will be a judgment and a reckoning for what we do with the things that God's calling us to do. 
we need to be faithful. If we buried that thing under the ground or we're, or we're, being, or we're being slothful with it, we need to ask God to help us. He'll help us. He'll strengthen us. He'll help us to do the things He's called us to do. Amen. End with these words that, that Pastor Rob, when he said his prayer, reminded me of. And this is a song here by Casting Crowns. It says, If we are the body, why aren't His arms reaching? Why aren't His hands healing? Why aren't His words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't His feet going? Why is His love not showing them there is a way? And it says, Jesus is the way. My prayer is that we can serve God uh, with our abilities faithfully. Not perfectly, but faithfully. Amen.